You're listening to the BNI Genesis podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome to podcast number two for BNI Genesis. Chris is laughing at me because it's the first time he's heard me do this. Uh, we're at Tramia Rovers Football Ground, Prenton Park. If you hear dishes banging and clattering, it's because we've literally just finished Friday morning meeting. We've been fed some wonderful fish and chips a day after Yorkshire Day. Hurrah, Yorkshire Day. Um, and we've now sat down to do our recording. This week, uh, well, for first time listeners the idea of this podcast is each week we're going to take a member from BNI Genesis which is a, a networking group that meets every Friday and we'll take one of those members and that member will hopefully give some snippets of advice some some specialist trade secrets to perhaps help you with your business a little bit gives them a bit of exposure as well um, so hopefully you'll find this useful this week our guest is uh, Mr. Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Afternoon or good evening, depending upon what time of the day you're listening. Good afternoon. <laughs> who was it who did that saying? Good afternoon, good evening, and good and night. welcome. Yeah. David Frost, wasn't David it? David yeah. Frost, thank yeah. you. Thank you. So, I am that old. <laughs> he is that He doesn't look it. <laughs> I love you, like. If you'd like to sponsor the show, then just email us at <laughs> sponsors at bnigenesis.com. So I want. Yeah. So tell me what, what it is we're going to cover today, Chris. Well, I, I've been in marketing all my working career, Mark, as you know, um, but more recently involved with uh, social media. And it's my passion to uh, to take the fear out of social media for, for local businesses. And um, I suppose one of my particular interests is LinkedIn, uh, because there's a lot of basic errors that people make on LinkedIn. And I like to think that uh, my workshops and my uh, one-to-one sessions, corporate training that, that I carry out, I like to think this can, can help the local business community. Okay. You mentioned the word uh, social media and people's brains usually start dribbling out their ears for one or two reasons I tend to find number one they feel like they already know everything or I think number two they just think oh my god it's social media I don't know what to do yeah the most difficult thing with business people I, I, I found is that uh, are the ones that um, that feel that they know everything because they are on Facebook and they have got a LinkedIn presence <clears throat> my uh, my um, workshops concentrate on the on making sure that the foundations for those business pages on um, uh, on Facebook and the the personal profiles on LinkedIn are built properly uh, you wouldn't build a house on sand and a lot, a lot of people do so my uh, my aim is to show them how to how to build these foundations to uh, to form the basis for a, a good social media profile that will attract other businesses to them. Okay, well, we'll start more generic when we talk about social media. What are the main issues or feelings that you tend to find people, or mistakes even, that people make that you ultimately have to or can help them with? Uh, the the classic mistake on on both the... On all the main platforms, I think, is to use perhaps a wedding photograph or a holiday photograph as your profile fit picture um, for in a in a business environment. 
Uh, people don't want to see you on LinkedIn with your arm around your beloved. Lovely though she might be, lovely though that photograph might be, they want to see a good professional head and shoulders of the of the serious business person that they're going to be dealing with. Mm. That's that's one of the most common errors. I suppose another another common error on both platforms, Facebook and LinkedIn, is just to leave out a personal profile picture completely either because they don't like the way they look and frankly not many of us do but you know deal with it um and they, they'll leave they'll leave up the uh, the standard blue outline of a of a little person uh which is on on linkedin and that really means to the the visitor to that page that um that they're, they're not serious about uh, doing business on LinkedIn if they're hiding behind the, the default page. Talking about the profile pictures, uh, yes. I, I tend to come across this quite often because one of the things we do at Genesis is when we have visitors and guests come, we try and get a, a picture from them online so that they have a, a nameplate and a badge and on the presentation screen that there is an image of them and their logo so that we can give them as much much exposure as possible and it's not uncommon for me to have those exact problems or where either I can't find a picture for love and money or the only logo I can find is a heavily pixelated being recycled 20 times job I can definitely see that problem what what other mistakes do people tend to make I mean let's focus on LinkedIn particularly because this is ultimately a business podcast I guess so okay. that's the one that probably lends itself Initially, it is more yes. to the the people who be listening. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's free advertising space on on LinkedIn that LinkedIn don't tell you about. One of the main ones is uh, main areas that people miss out on is the background banner. Okay. Um, so the background banner is often left left blank in that blue celestial type uh, default position. The background banner is one of the best kept secrets of advertising secrets of uh, of LinkedIn. I encourage people at the workshops to uh, to put up a background banner that that lets a visitor know that they're on the right page without having to without having to search for 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 it so if you're for instance if you do air conditioning i've got a an air conditioning uh, former client in liverpool craig greenwood of of evercool he's got a fabulous background banner of air conditioning ducts in, that he put into one of the uh, one of the big restaurants in Liverpool. That's perfect for people looking for air conditioning. Um, they drop on his profile, they see the air conditioning ducts, and they know they're in the right place. That's another one. So there's the background banner, there's the profile picture that that needs to be professional, and then one that will take you right out of the. Um, uh, my, my, name, my name's Chris Roxburgh, so there are something like 200 Chris Roxburghs on. There's only one of you, though. <laughs> well, there is now. Uh, the, uh, there are something like 200 Chris Roxburghs on, on LinkedIn, and that would come up in the search results, 200 Chris Roxburghs. You would have to search for me within that 200. If you searched for me today, you would find me. My name is Chris Roxburgh, comma, digital marketing expert that he said modestly lifts me out of the uh, the run of the mill chris roxburghs and in search results puts me on a an entry of my own um so you know we're here in sales uh, make make yourself easy to be found this makes me far more easy to find than uh, than than other people of a similar name so i suppose like anything in business first impressions count don't yeah. they 
Yeah, and absolutely. social media is no different. What about content that you're going to post? Because for me, that's one of the other big pitfalls people tend to fall into because they don't post the right stuff. Okay. Um, the the best thing to do with your content is is without question vary it. Use use the sub- subject matters of the day. For instance, you did a very good post yesterday. Um, it was Yorkshire Day. You're a Yorkshireman. You made something about that, and that, that's a very it's very it's it's unique to me, isn't it? Really, it's a personalised post, but it's not irrelevant to what I do. I guess it's unique to you and and every other Yorkshireman in the in the country. And <laughs> if you hashtag Yorkshire Day then your your post would come up in a stream by anybody uh, to anybody clicking on that uh, that hashtag um I, I think hashtags are are beginning to be used on on linkedin more and more i think the most common i think i was reading yesterday um hashtag entrepreneur is is one of the most common so i'm beginning to put that into some of my my content because we're all entrepreneurs, aren't we? So we uh, we could all be relevant. That could be relevant to all of us. And just flipping, staying on that same topic, you've got Facebook, which kind of works in a similar way, but people don't necessarily understand it's fundamentally different in terms of its audience. Yeah. Content, I guess, is probably one of the big pitfalls for that as well. Content for LinkedIn is often more serious and business-based, but Facebook type posts are beginning to sneak into uh, into LinkedIn, much to the disgust of uh, of lots of uh, lots of people who uh, don't like that and will say so. On Facebook, a little bit more relaxed, have a little perhaps a little bit more fun. But the Facebook business pages are still there to do business. Uh, you're just doing business with different sort of audience who expects a more light touch than uh, than perhaps LinkedIn. You asked about content earlier on, and one of the ways I uh, I find content is by using something called Google Alerts. If listeners were to Google Google Alerts, they'll find a page that uh, that enables them to put in subject matter of their choice, a keyword, and they, if they choose to, they can receive a, an email every day about that particular keyword. So if I'm dealing with, um, if a customer of mine is a divorce solicitor, I might have divorce solicitor as keywords. I will get stories about divorces, and uh, you lucky sell you, <laughs> which I can choose to uh, to use either to repaste to the uh, to the, that customer's uh, profile, or uh, uh, well, and I should say, and add the legal comment. You know, this is an area of the law that we deal with with as well. This this story looks as though the case hasn't been particularly well dealt with. If you're in this situation, you know where to come. Or words to that effect. There's obviously lots of different platforms. Do the same platforms benefit all businesses or are there different platforms that tend to benefit certain types of businesses more? Well, Facebook is regarded predominantly as business to consumer. Um, although it's fair to say that uh, that business to business works on there as well, because let's face it, we're all business people. We have off-duty time, and we may well be on Facebook. So Facebook can work for both, although predominantly uh, business to consumer. 
whereas tin will be business to business almost exclusively I, w- I would say but both have fabulous targeting facilities that they uh, that they offer to the likes of you and I and Facebook in particular knows everything about us mm. so Facebook can be very precise in its in its targeting. So if you're business to consumer, you can get right down to your target market. Well, it's worth watching that Get Hacked on Netflix. Have you seen the film? It's a documentary I about haven't. the um, Cambridge Analytica oh, scandal yes. and yes. how much information is compiled on each individual. Yeah. And if the likes of Facebook and LinkedIn are using those sorts of algorithms, it's no wonder that they can target audiences so specifically. Businesses have been built by uh, by advertising on Facebook. Um, these days, the the organic reach of a of a Facebook post is very very poor. Um, but what what they have exchanged that suppression of reach with is that very very good targeting facility, which is also very cheap. So you know you can spend as little as a pound a day if you want to, if that's your budget. Or as much as I heard somebody uh, the other day who's spending five hundred pound a day, but they are—they've built their business on it. So you know, to them, that's not a huge amount of money. I suppose it's all relative it to is. what work you get from it. Exactly. What about LinkedIn advertising? Because that's a relatively new facility. It is, and it, and in fairness, it's it's clunkier than than Facebook. It's not as precise. They don't know as much about us, but. I have to say, I, I use it extensively, and it's good enough. I think it depends what your purpose is. Um, I use it to uh, to advertise my workshops, and I fill the workshops as a result of that. Sometimes a broad, a relatively broad brush uh, target market can be uh, can can work. It works for me in the in that instance. I guess you've technically answered a couple of the questions that I had, which was, does advertising work? I think you've you've covered that. Does social media work for all businesses? Um, I think it. I think that largely depends on the business person. I think it can be made to work for all businesses, um, but if you if you get your target market wrong, but you've got a fabulous message, it's going to fail. Likewise, if you get your target market right, you have a, a sloppy message, that's going to fail too. It's having, having everything come together and talking to the professionals to, to have them put the campaign together rather than maybe cobbling it together yourself and saying, oh, that doesn't work. Which is, I guess, a great segue into the services you provide because you don't just do social media. You can you can put strategies together for people on social media. You can run those those plans as well. Um, but you can you do other stuff that either supplements or can be used instead, don't you? Yes, indeed. Um, within every business plan, there should be a marketing strategy. Within within every marketing strategy, there should be a social media marketing strategy and within that a strategy for LinkedIn a strategy for Facebook Instagram Twitter whichever whichever platforms you want to use but it does need to be thought about if you're going to spend advertising budget on uh, on LinkedIn on Facebook then why are you spending it I, I speak to quite a few people who, who do regular advertising but they don't know what they want their outcome to be and really, they should sit down and say, "Right, um, this is this is what we want our outcome to be. We want to we want to increase sales, or we want to increase 
uh, leads or whatever the whatever the goals are. But some people go into it not knowing what why they're going into it, just thinking, well, this is the right thing to do because others do it. You mentioned Twitter and Instagram. Again, does it depend on the nature of the business as to whether or not those are the preferred platforms, or would you always have a strategy that might include all of them but in a different way? I'll hold my hands up and say I probably concentrate on Facebook and LinkedIn. I think Twitter is great for branding and awareness, um, for for getting that quick message out there to a wide number of people. And with Instagram, it really does depend on the business you're in. You need to be uh, in a very sort of photogenic business. So the the photographer, the artist, the uh, the creative, anything where <coughs> a, fo- a photograph will impress. A visual representation, a vi- yeah. A, I couldn't and didn't put it better myself. Now, quite often the mistake I find people make with social media is that they say they haven't got a budget to give for someone like yourself, a specialist mm. in that area, um, to spend and pay you to do that. I assume that's a misconception as well. Well, nobody's ever got a budget for uh, for paying somebody to do their Facebook or their LinkedIn mark because they believe they can do it themselves. The question to ask is, what sort of results are you getting by doing it yourself? Because that the time that they spend on Facebook and LinkedIn uh, may be time that would be better served getting on the phone and doing what they do best in drumming up uh, clients, following up leads, uh, getting out on the road. Doing the work. Doing the work, doing the do. Um, so yes, it could be a false economy that by by chopping out the uh, the person who specialises in uh, in looking after social media. And there's quite a few of us now, so it's uh, it's a growing business. The statistics are quite surprising, aren't they? Mm. Uh, the, the the sheer volume of audiences that you can find online now is quite huge, isn't it? And I think it's probably one of the most undertapped resources or ill-used resources from a marketing perspective. I think where where LinkedIn is concerned, um, it's one of the most underestimated and underutilized um, sales aids that uh, that we've ever experienced. People still regard it as um, as the online CV because that's what it always used to be. It's not anymore. Some people will still use it to to get it work to make themselves available, and that's absolutely fine. But Actually, it's a 24-7 sales aid that never takes time off, never complains about it being too hot or too cold in the office, and will do everything you ask it to and not want to be paid. So I am a huge, huge fan of LinkedIn. And um, as I've said to you before, I think it's, it's a passion of mine to show local business community how to use it properly and how to make it work for them. Why is it that you think people aren't using it properly or are underusing it at the minute? Well, I, I, I say that based on the feedback I get uh, from from the workshops. Um, oh, no, I, I mean, we work in the same sector, um, and my experiences are people massively underuse these tools. But I, I guess my question is, why do you think that is the case? Why are people not engaging with something that, I mean, you were sitting here going, this is really obvious? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's obvious to us because, as you say, we are in the same uh, in the I same guess. business. It, it's not necessarily obvious to the solicitor, the accountant, the uh, uh, the insurance broker, and, and so on and so forth. They've got five hundred plus followers, connections, call them what you want, um, but they don't know what to do with it next. How do I monetize that? 
Well, we'll show them how to monetize that. It, it really isn't rocket science, and they, it's about building relationships on, on LinkedIn. But it's easy to say, and it's not particularly easy to do, and it takes time. Unless they make it a habit, then it's not going to work. But if it's a daily habit, doing some of the techniques that we we teach on the workshop and in one-to-one situations, uh, if they use those techniques, they will build their relationships, they will develop their business, they will they will introduce new clients on a regular basis. Now, I know the answer to this question, but the listeners might not necessarily know. You do and can help people with strategies beyond or that will help supplement those social media campaigns that you can put together so what what are the other things that you can help them with um there's a range of different services that i provide video video production is is one in a, in a modest way it's not the full bbc camera hit it's uh, it's a very modest modest way of doing it although technically you do pay for the bbc so i'd lay claim to some of their stuff <laughs> very good um email marketing is uh, is another one um blogging if people are stuck for something to uh, to, to say i'll uh, I'll write them 500 words on a subject of, of their choice. I trained as a journalist in my very early days and only used it in a very small way. I had delusions of grandeur of being, you know, the, the BBC sports correspondent and going around the world with the England test team, but uh, but it never came to that somehow. It's quite competitive. <laughs> So I wrote for the local darts magazine instead, um, but I still I, I like writing, and I will do I will do blogs for people and uh, client and others. Yeah, that ties in though to the social media, doesn't it? Because if you've got a, if you're posting regular blogs, that's another post, that's more content. Yes. If you're sending out email marketing, which again, the content's relevant to and tied in with the strategy that you yes. might be running on social media. These are all interlinked things. These aren't necessarily things you do in isolation. Well, you put marketing strategies together yourself, and and, and yes, this is all. This this would all be part and parcel of the overall marketing strategy. So timing would be important to coincide with certain industry events. Uh, a blog might, uh, for instance, just after. Christmas solicitors get a lot of work from uh, from families who are seeking to uh, separate so we will we'll do a blog for a solicitor client of ours about the reasons why people separate after Christmas and those socks uh, just didn't cut it <laughs> yeah it's sad but it's uh, but it is a fact and and similarly uh, a similar sort of theme after summer holidays as well which is another uh, prime time for for family breakup after they've been cooped up in the sun in a, a in a little chalet for uh, two weeks, so it, it's those sorts of things that traditionally we're aware of. Uh, obviously, for accountants, it's uh, it's budget time. Uh, it's any announcement from the Chancellor, we'll we'll latch on to that. So, so we will look dependent on the client. We'll we'll keep an eye open for what what the events are during the course of the year and we will either write write a blog accordingly or warn people that such a, such a thing is coming I'm, I'm thinking here not about divorce but about but about the tax returns and things like that but okay. um, uh, so, so it's that sort of thing you mentioned email marketing so I'm going to pull you back onto that because again when you mention the word email marketing a lot of people's heads fall off 
GDPR, the change in how we can use data, not a lot of people necessarily understand that. And I think email marketing is one of those topics that has been caught up in that confusion, that misunderstanding. And I think there's a general assumption just to stay away from it. I suspect you are able to help people, A, understand how their business fits in with the rules, B, what data they do have that they can utilise in a positive legal manner, and then obviously run the campaign. So the question is, is email marketing still a thing? Well, it's funny you should say that. Around about the time that it came in last May, I put a post, just a, just a short text post on LinkedIn saying, um, does, uh, does GDPR sound the death knell for, for email marketing? It had 35,000 reach, 50, 60 comments. Um, it, it, it was the single biggest response I think I, I'd had on, on LinkedIn. And email marketing isn't dead, but it has. It was served a fairly serious blow by, by GDPR. And nowadays, you have to demonstrate legitimate interest within that particular uh, connection. So lists have shrunk enormously. We all had to had to ask people to to opt into the mailing lists that we we had back in May. And uh, I, I can tell you now that my list went from uh, seven to eight thousand down to seven hundred because people weren't opting in. Opting opt-in is is very very difficult. Um, not difficult if you're if you're asking people to sign up for a newsletter and you've got the opt-in box there, they'll they'll tick it. But to get people to retrospectively opt in to something to stuff they've been receiving for for a long time was at that particular time difficult. I think there was quite a few of those emails coming out at that time, weren't there? Yeah, huge number. It, 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 it's like it was spam. easy to get. Yeah, it became spam in itself, didn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah, which was just what it was designed to uh, eradicate. But um, it's settling down now. Email marketing still works. It probably works better now because there's less of it. But um, And I think your, your audience is more targeted, isn't it? I think the assumption that 7,000 is brilliant when actually if only 700 of that 7,000 were only ever going to read it anyway... You might as well just send it to that 700. I think that's the that's the point, isn't it? Yes. Um, we didn't realise that we were actually wasting our time and effort with the other 6,300, but we probably were. A few will have gone through the floorboards, but but hopefully we can add them, add them back in. Well, with the right social media strategy, you well, can capture them bad boys back again, can't absolutely you, Absolutely can, yes. yes. Um, I should apologise for the sound of uh, clattering cutlery. I think they're having a, a special Greek day next door. <laughs> Uh, which is involving smashing plates and they're, they're actually tidying up after our ravaged after lot us. has left. Yeah, yeah. so uh, apologies if they're making lots of noise. That's how messy we are. Yeah. We've covered some of the areas that you do. I mean, is there any other tips or points that you would perhaps give to businesses or perhaps things that you can highlight which might make it more clear as to why your services are so valuable I, th- I think outsourcing in some areas can be can be a little bit frowned upon. People like me can give the business person an awful lot of their time back by taking out some of the uh, actions that they don't fully understand and doing it for them to enable them to uh, to concentrate on what they're good at. I guess probably the main 
misconception people have is it, it'll be cheaper if they do it themselves when actually as I think you mentioned earlier if people equate how much business they could possibly have done in the same amount of time they could have spent doing that social media post or trying to get that graphic or write that blog they could have probably made more money outsourcing it but because there is a, a tangible invoice that might need paying as opposed to the less tangible loss of time therefore loss of productivity yeah and um, people assume that the latter is is the better option but they do they do um but what i what i can discuss with them is a, is a strategy that uh, that they will buy into that i will be accountable for in a way that they would never be um i would i would be uh, giving them a, a monthly report as to what I'd done, how I'd done it, uh, what awareness this had uh, created for them, uh, what, how many leads this had created for them in, in, in LinkedIn terms, uh, how many new connections and so on and so forth, in, in a way that they would never bother doing. They'd just carry on doing what they'd always done, and that's fitting in the odd post on social media when, when they could. You know, they might have 10 minutes at, uh, at lunchtime. Um, that's not a strategy. A strategy is just, just to look at a calendar and say, right, what are we doing? When are we doing it? How can we hang our social media around these events? What are our, what's our core business? Where's the sweet spot? Where do we make our money? Let's, uh, let's concentrate on that. They need to tell somebody like me exactly what their objectives are and what their sweet spot is. I'll go away, come back with a strategy, uh, and hopefully be asked to implement that strategy because that will save them even more time. I think that was always the fear of the marketing sector generally. Well, it's changed over recent years with technology because people in marketing would often promise the earth and it would be very difficult to assess whether or not they've actually delivered on what it is that they've done and they've charged. Whereas I think it's fair to say the kind of stuff that you do by virtue of it being digital, there is all the tools available to measure to the nth degree its success. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely right. Um, Things like Google Analytics, and Facebook analytics these days can, uh, can can provide you with all sorts of information to put in front of the client that, that will, will show them the progress that they're making. I was looking at a case history yesterday, and there was a, a, firm, a law firm in the Northwest that I worked for for four years, and they'd never had a Google local presence, or rather they'd had an entry, but not a presence. And they were they were getting outperformed by their uh, by their competitors by eighty nine percent. After the the project had, had run its course, we, we were outperforming the competitors by thirty two percent. So we'd taken that uh, what's that one hundred and twenty one percent. Thank God uh, you're here. <laughs> I don't know if it's right though. I was rapidly <laughs> trying to find my phone and the calculator on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so I mean that's that's the difference that, that and, and we could tell them how many extra phone calls they were getting as a result of that presence, and it it was at the last count it was something like 125 per week extra phone calls they were getting as a result of a better uh, Google local presence. Those stats are available to you; uh, they're not just plucked out of thin air. You just need to know where to find them, and have the time and understanding. Social media 
the assumption is if I start posting today, the world's my oyster son and I'll be a millionaire come this time <laughs> next week. I assume I'm flawed in that way of thinking. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, uh, as you know, Mark, yes. No, it, it, so, social media is, is, is a medium to long-term thing. Some people will be lucky, they'll get immediate results. I've known that happen. But for most people, it's make it a habit, be there, f- f- form your social media rhythm. Uh, everybody has a social media rhythm. And once, you, once you're into that, people will expect your posts, people expect to hear from you, your articles, your LinkedIn articles possibly, your blogs on your website that get publicised uh, through, through social media. There will become a rhythm and you will develop a following. Um, but it's a, it's a medium to long term with short term possibilities. <laughs> Very tactfully put. You've mentioned it a couple of times, and it was nearly remiss of me for not mentioning it, but you've, you mentioned workshops. So if people's heads are starting to explode slightly from the confusion that is LinkedIn, <laughs> I assume these workshops might help them. Oh, the workshops uh, will help them. The workshops will show them how to construct a, a profile that uh, that is effectively a lead magnet. And... Um, we will also show them how how best to to attract um, to connect with message and attract potential clients uh, it's uh, it's a full day workshop usually i run uh, I run basic ones for those who are just trying to get to grips with uh, with LinkedIn um, intermediate ones for those who want to just take it to the next next stage and and, and and do business on LinkedIn and a new one that I'm introducing in September is for uh, is the advanced one so it's for those people who have perhaps been on the uh, on the intermediate course and who are doing business know how to do business but uh, but just want the uh, the competitive edge to they want to find out that little bit more about LinkedIn than than they found out the first time. So they, they that particular workshop would be for experienced uh, LinkedIn users, and I've had already had uh, a few takers for that one. So that's going to prove popular. Okay. Um, with those courses, um, I presume you can. You, individuals can book on them a set day but do you offer workshops for say workplaces so if someone wanted to train multiple members of their team uh, absolutely yes uh, there's three three options really one is the uh, is the open workshop where people from any company can book on in their ones and ones and twos uh, there's the corporate workshop where I will go in and um, and show people show the sales team perhaps how how to generate more business using linkedin um and that's also uh, I, i'll go in and do a fact find first on the corporate uh, the corporate workshops in order to in order to discover where where they're up to on linkedin so far and what they want how they want this to go because it can it can differ from from my perception um, so we we do that. That can be a half day or a full day. I've done both. Um, and the the third option is is just purely one to one, and that's sitting down with somebody for half an hour. It's not not half an hour at all. Sitting down with that's sitting down with somebody for half a day and um, and going through a range of uh, a range of 
subjects where, where they struggle. So it's to their agenda rather than to mine, although there is a structure that I, I'll follow if, uh, if they're not absolutely, absolutely certain. And what do the, uh, what's the starting price for the, uh, the, the basic workshops? The basic workshops are £97 for oh. the day. Okay, so, and is there any price lists anywhere, or do, do do people just need to drop you a line in order to get that information? The workshops, the open workshops, are advertised on LinkedIn. On your page, on your on, business on, page, on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and on Eventbrite. So it would take them through to Eventbrite. Uh, also, the website. The website's probably the best place to go. Um, and what's your web address? So the web address is www.mymarketingguy.com dot co dot uk slash workshops fab that should be easy enough to remember i think so (laughs) brilliant where can people find you if they are interested in well i I mean i would highly recommend having a coffee with you just to pick your brain anyway but if people want to learn a bit more um presumably you're on social media i'm on social media oh thank christ yes, that, they, that could have gone horribly they, wrong very they, quickly they can certainly find me through linkedin chris roxborough uh, they can also find me uh, they can email me guy at my uk, or give me a call on 07742664662 and i'd be like delighted to buy them a coffee Oh, very nice. That's a promise. Does that apply to the person you're sitting opposite? Absolutely, Mark. You know that. Splendid. I'm always up for a good coffee. Well, thank you very much for your time, Chris. That's been really useful. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. You find it useful. Um, If you do have any comments, um, you can find our social media pages. It's BNI Genesis. Um, We are on all the platforms. Um, Chris is actually going to take up hopefully the managing of, of a couple of those platforms for us yep, in the next shortly. week or two yes indeed um, so watch out for that exciting content as you find out where Gerald our mascot will be spending his time in any given week um, if you'd like to come down and actually visit the group and find out a bit more about all mm. of the, the members um, just drop us an email at info at bnigenesis.com you can book your place as long as you don't conflict with someone who's already in the room i think we've passed just shy of nine hundred thousand pounds worth of business in the last 12 months so and there's lots more i think we've been we have what's called a bye-bye box in the room and that records work that goes out of the room and i think at the minute we've got we passed about one hundred and forty thousand pounds to a build in the last six months and we don't have a builder in the room so uh, if you're a builder yeah preferably a, a one that can handle that volume of work we've got plasterers uh, what, what else are we looking for? Quite a few gardeners, garages. But there's a there's a raft. There there is an awful lot of business to pass. So please do come down. I think that's about it. That'll do as well, won't it? Well, thank you very much indeed, Mark. No, it's very nice to have you. Thank you for for spilling your genius all over the uh, podcast <laughs> table, so to speak. Uh, and we're now going to go next door and join in the uh, plate crash. You're listening to the Pod Station. Support the station by visiting patreon.com forward slash the pod station.